Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, Paul Calvisi joins me. It's Overreaction Monday, and there is definitely a lot to react to. The Cardinals did not put their best foot forward in week one, and they know it. We'll get into all the particulars, but first, Paul and wildlife just don't mix well. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 589, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed him. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, at the 5, he's in again! Some more Murray Magic! Wow! Here's Craig Grealoux. So I need to begin the show by asking a very simple question, Paul. How are you feeling? I mean, has the heart stopped racing after your close encounter with a certain reptile postgame? A brush with death, as I like to call it, <laughs> with the uh, the rattlesnake as I was taking the bulk trash, the uh, brush out to the curb, and then all of a sudden you heard the hiss of a diamondback, of an Arizona rattlesnake, and you're like, oh boy. And I made the mistake of doing it during dusk, so you couldn't quite see exactly. But I could hear that it was far enough away that I didn't have to jump into uh, action, you know, and wrestle that thing to the ground or anything. No, uh, that's 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 why you wear the full gloves, the the jeans, the flannel, you know, the whole thing, and uh, and you keep your head on a swivel because you never know when or where you might get ear holed by a rattlesnake. There, agree. Your first issue though was doing it at dusk, and the video yep. at Paul Calvisi, by the way. Over, I think the last check, over 13, maybe 1,400 views. But that rattlesnake, it's kind of hard to see, but you yeah. could definitely hear it. And it got louder as you kept getting closer and kept filming. I was like, Paul, what are you doing? You could definitely hear it a lot better than you could see it. Uh, if the 15-year-old punk would have come through with some proper lighting for the video, we would have been a lot better off. But uh, it's just uh, where we are, Gree, we've dealt uh, with the rattlesnakes uh, multiple times, almost stepped on one on the front porch not too long ago. Um but, yeah, the javelina, you know, the bobcats, the coyote, uh, you know, virtually anything and everything's going to parade through at any point. So uh, even the march of the caterpillars after those <laughs> monsoon rains a few years back where I had to drain the pool, it was so disgusting because the caterpillars all ended up taking a swim. In the words of Larry Fitzgerald, champagne problems <laughs> for right. one Paul Calvisi. Right. Can we add yeah. – now, it's not an animal, but can we add chiefs – to the list mm. of issues facing Paul Calvisi and just the Arizona Cardinals overall. But I want to start just with a couple of positive notes here and, and work with me here, Paul. First positive, Rams lost, 49ers lost, and if Russell Wilson can do us a solid, and I think he owes us several, but if Russell Wilson can go in and beat the Seahawks, then going into week two, the entire division – is O and one. So there's comfort in numbers. Is that what you're saying? Misery loves company. There you go. Uh, and you know what? Maybe the NFC West is not going to be what it has been in the past, especially against the AFC West, because <laughs> based on what we saw at Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, that is one stout division. I'll throw, I'll throw out another semi-positive way to look at it uh and then there's going to be a lot that's going to be tell the truth monday around here speaking of the seahawks there's going to be a lot of of Pete carroll tell the truth monday on this edition of cover two at least from yours truly the only thing i will say is that look at the two number one seeds in the playoffs last year we all know what happened to tennessee in week one what the cardinals did to the tennessee titans in nashville we don't have to get into that 
And then we know how bad the Packers looked in week one last year. And they look pretty bad this year as well. So it's not like you get eliminated from the playoffs based on your week one. In fact, it's just the opposite. You can still secure the number one seed. You just have to figure out now, okay, what's correctable and what's irreparable? What is realistic in that will come around when you fine-tune and maybe add a little urgency and intensity and energy to it, which we'll get into, and where are you truly outmanned? What is uh, you know, beyond repair, if you will? I think that's, that's the diagnosis you have to come to right now. It's almost like triage if you're a Cliff Kingsbury and company. All right, uh, you know, which patient has a chance of making it and which does not, and you have to decide accordingly. On the surface, you look at a 44-21 loss to the Chiefs, and really it was not even that close. This game was decided when the Chiefs scored to make it 37-7 with just under four minutes to go in the third quarter. That, to me, is disappointing when the offense scores just seven points. But when you look at what is correctable, I do think the offense is correctable. What may need a little bit more adjustments and that may need to come from the outside is the defense. And Vance Joseph can only do so much with what he is working with. Now, you don't have a J.J. Watt, yes. But other than that, and I remember, I believe it was on a previous Cardinals Cover 2 episode that you brought up the defense and the 11 starters. All good. But if you have to go beyond that, now all of a sudden it becomes questions. And there are questions at outside linebacker, and there is a gigantic question mark at cornerback. No question about both of those those facts. And, you know, going into this game, I thought the Cardinals had a slight advantage on defense from the aspect. I know it's almost laughable now when you see what happened, the 488 total yards, 33 first downs on 66 plays. It was lopsided. That was a lopsided loss. But going into the game, I'm thinking, well, you know what? The Cardinals, the guys they do have, have been in Vance Joseph's system for a long time. So he might have the advantage of – being able to disguise coverages, to snap into things post-snap or pre-snap show one thing and instantly, you know, they'll have that football IQ on the Cardinals' side of the ball. Didn't look that way. The Cardinals did not look like a sound defense. Too often there were too many guys wide open and it was much too easy for Patrick Mahomes. But there's also something else. When you look at next-gen stats – And look, going into the game in our first report from the sideline before kickoff, Cardinals on defense, here's what's going to happen is Vance Joseph is going to go down swinging. He's going to go down blitzing. And you could could read between the lines of what different players said going into week one. Jalen Thompson on the Big Red Rage. You can't let Patrick Mahomes sit in that pocket. you got to get to him. Well, they certainly went down swinging as Vance Joseph blitzed, according to Next Gen Stats, on over half of Patrick Mahomes' pass attempts, 54%. That's the first time in his career that Patrick Mahomes has faced that big of a blitz rate. Wow. According to Next Gen Stats, he's typically blitzed around 24% of the time. So Vance Joseph more than doubled the norm. Most defensive coordinators are low to blitz Patrick Mahomes, and we saw why. The escapability. I mean, the, the ability to keep his eyes downfield and then just flick it. Five touchdown passes, five different arm angles. He stays on his feet. The eyes are downfield. That's one of the first things Cliff Kingsbury cited in our postgame interview on the radio side. That was really impressive, what Patrick Mahomes did in the face of the blitz. Cardinals, did the Cardinals have a sack? They did not, did they? Did not. Only six quarterback hits. Uh, there was yeah. one play, 
And you could tell the frustration because you talk about going down swinging. You have to do something considering the issues on the back end. But there was one particular play. Zach Allen got oh so close and had Mahomes and then the escapability. He slips out, buys some extra time, and Allen slams his hands on the ground because he was that close to finally getting to the quarterback. And if you give Mahomes time – I don't care how good of a secondary you have. You could have a bunch of all pros back there, but you're asking now all of a sudden an extra half second, full seconds, and we saw a lot of DBs trailing pass catchers, especially when it got beyond 10, 15 yards down the field. No doubt. Cardinals were chasing. They were chasing in that game. They were not dictating. They were chasing, and and that is a fact. And you know what? There weren't enough guys playing with their hair on fire. To me – it's almost like, guess what? The Cardinals did play four preseason games after all because the energy was such that it looked like the Cardinals are playing a preseason game and the Chiefs are playing a regular season game. If it was me, Coach Calvisi, I'd start my Monday film session. Remember, it's Tell the Truth Monday. We're stealing that from Coach Double Rainbow. My film session would start with telling everybody in the room, I can count how many guys on one hand really brought the energy, the intensity, the urgency. And I would show clips. I would show clips of Dennis Gardeck. I would show clips of Eno Benjamin. I would show clips of Zach Allen. I would show clips of Buda Baker. Those are the four guys. You can throw James Conner in there as well. But when Kyler Murray's your leading rusher, it's a problem. And 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 when the coach is talking about practice habits after the game and where Kyler Murray is coming out and, and saying they didn't quite have the energy they needed, that's a problem. Now, does it fall under the correctable category heading sure if it comes down to energy and intensity and urgency absolutely so to me i'm waiting to see what happens in week two because like hollywood brown told the media that was a wake-up call for everybody and if the cardinals don't answer that wake-up call in week two at vegas now we can go ahead and have an overreaction monday next week if if the energy looks like that if it's lackluster and lopsided like you just saw against kansas city in week two now you officially have a problem, and it goes beyond just the correctable category. Uh, this is something, you know, Greet, just to continue on this rant, we spent all this offseason, yours truly included, talking about 7-0, and 10-2. and two. Yeah. You know what? Now it's time to start up talking about 1-6, and six, your last seven games. Forget 10-0, and 7-2, or forget 7-0, and 10-2. It's time to talk about 1-6 and six at this point. That's the reality. And the reality, what we saw on Sunday, looked much like we saw in the playoff game in Los Angeles. Not much difference because it was a beatdown. The Kansas City Chiefs did whatever they wanted to do on offense. And the overreaction is, yeah, this Cardinals team has issues. But to your point, it's okay. What do you do this week? And not so much what is said because everyone's going to say the right thing. But how do they come out on Sunday against the Raiders, and can they turn it around and say, all right, that's not who we are. In fact, it was Dennis Gardeck to you postgame, and I do want to get into Gardeck postgame because I thought he was very honest, very open. What we saw on the field on Sunday is not the Arizona Cardinals. It's not what those players in that locker room believe is what they expect in 2022. One of my last questions was, what do you do with this game film? Sometimes losses are so bad, you throw out the film, you hit the reset button. He said, no, we need to watch every aspect of this game, and we need to let it sting. Let it sit there for a while. Those are the words of Dennis Gardeck. 
one of the team captains. Uh, and you know what? It, it, it does, does start with a preparation. Cliff Kingsbury, notably in the postgame press conference, was asked, what do you address first this week? And here's his direct quote. Practice habits. Having a sense of urgency. we got to practice better. There's no doubt. You can't say you're going to do it on game day and not do it in practice. So that's where it starts to me. And you could see it. You could see it in the eyes of Dennis Gardeck, one of those guys who came from Sioux Falls and West Virginia State and, and came in as an undrafted free agent and has had to work every single rep to earn his place in the NFL. It's almost like he found it offensive that guys would come out and not bring maximum energy and intensity. And, and we just – you didn't see it. Like I said, you saw two different levels. You saw one team that was still in preseason mode and one, season, uh, one team that was most definitely in regular season mode. And for all the newcomers and new faces and numbers on the Kansas City side, they look much more in sync, obviously, probably because they had all those preseason reps. Whereas the Cardinals, even though they have guys who have been on this roster for a while and have plenty of regular season action, they didn't have that regular season polish, even like Rodney Hudson, for example. And there are plenty of guys you can cite, but you know, a couple of those shotgun snaps yeah. went awry. And that's something you didn't see when Rodney Hudson was at his best last year. You've brought up Dennis Gardeck. Let's hear and revisit some of your conversation post-game with the outside linebacker. Dennis Gardeck, post-game after the Cardinals lost 44-21. How much of it do you think was Kansas City? How much of it was what the Cardinals did not do? No, it's all it's us. Um, the one thing we do know is it wasn't good enough. We're going to look ourselves in the mirror and get better, um, improve in every aspect from preparation to details to focus to, to whatever else we can correct, and we're going to get better. Focus on us. One of those controllables is energy, intensity. Did you like it? Did, did you like the temperature of the team coming in? No, got to be better. Every phase. I don't know if there's such a thing as a turning point in a 44-21 game, but when the Cardinals failed to get points and then the Chiefs did get a field goal at the end of the first half, did that feel like a bit of a momentum swing or at least disheartening a little bit? Yeah, you can't put it on any one thing. We need to improve in every single area um, in every possible way. Dennis Gardeck is our guest. You, Vance Joseph, basically everyone on the defensive side of the ball said if there's one thing you can do against Patrick Mahomes, get pressure. And uh, Cardinals went without a sack. How instrumental was that in the loss today? Again, yeah, just another area that we got to get better. We got to improve. We got to find ways to get get him down. What do you do with this film, Dennis? Do you, do you learn from every aspect, or do you just throw it out, move on, and hit reset? Uh, I think the biggest thing that we got to do is let it sting. Um, this is this is not Cardinal football. Um, we have an opportunity to be a, a great team, and I think if, if we let this sting and we don't move on too quick, we understand what this feels like, um, we can we can rally behind it and, and turn a positive. It, it's week one. We've got the rest of the season to go. Let's turn this into a positive. Any particular message from your head coach? You guys just broke the locker room moments ago. Uh, it, it's not us. Um, that's not who we are. Um, we're going to fix every single aspect the best thing about this team everybody's going to look themselves in the mirror tonight um evaluate the tape get better from it and, and come out with a heightened sense of focus urgency and discipline it is not an easy job what you do paul especially after an outcome like that on sunday and without even knowing and being able to see dennis gardeck i could tell there was some anger in his responses and not so much he was embarrassed, 
but angry that the team performed like that, whether it was on the road or at home. We know the home difficulties. That's now six straight home defeats. You got to go all the way back to last October when they beat the Houston Texans for the last time this team walked off the field at State Farm Stadium after a win. But just the sense of disgust in Gardeck's voice on how not just the defense, but the entire team played on Sunday. Some of the most respect I have for any player are those guys who talk right after a bad loss. After a lopsided loss, they'll walk right down immediately after Cliff Kingsbury addresses the team, and they join us on the radio side, and it's instantaneous. And they have to manage their emotions. They're on air. Uh, But, you know, they also, uh, I think the best of them, they're able to just face the reality of what just happened. And, And there's a guy who knows what Patrick Mahomes just did to the Cardinals defense for him to come out and have three touchdown passes right out of the gates on his first three drives with only three incompletions I mean you realize he's the second quarterback to do that since 1991 the only other quarterback to do that was Aaron Rodgers in 2011 so and then after his fourth touchdown pass now I didn't see this but a lot of people said that Mahomes looked towards the Cardinals sideline and flashed a four so I don't know if there's video of that. I, I wasn't. I, you know, sometimes down in the sideline it's the best angle. Sometimes <laughs> it's the worst angle because you have, you tend to get blocked by a bunch of guys that were six foot six, three hundred twenty pounds. So, but yes, Dennis Gardak, you hope that his mood in that interview and the anger. I agree with you. Just the look on his face. I'm not sure he blinked the entire interview. He's just staring straight ahead into space, processing and answering the questions. You hope that's everybody's reaction in the locker room. And when you wear that C, which I've said on previous episodes of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, that C is largely symbolic, except for instances like Sunday. When you wear that C, part of the responsibility is to stand up, whether it's at the podium or in front of your locker, and answer those tough questions because the media is a conduit to the fan base, and the fans want answers. Heck, I want answers on what happened. Now, it is Patrick Mahomes. I think he got a little tired of listening to all the noise about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Hey, what about me? I can still sling it. And he puts a five-touchdown performance against the Cardinals defense. So, yes, it is Mahomes. The Chiefs are very, very good. But this defense offered very little resistance. And if you're Vance Joseph – I don't know what direction you go because if you can't get a pass rush, then your secondary has to cover longer. But if you're not, don't have the guys in the back end, then you hope that those guys up front can get some pressure. And there was very little of either on Sunday. Yeah. You know, that Cardinals defense obviously gives you pause. There's no doubt about it. Is it a matter of ratcheting up the intensity or or were you undermanned you know is it undermanned in some of the injuries on that side of the ball and obviously J.J. Watt when you see J.J. Watt on the sideline you realize what he is to the Cardinals when he's in uniform it's such a tough sight but it's a 10 time in 18 games it's a 10 time in 18 games that that J.J. Watt has not been on the field and available for the Cardinals so they have to figure that out you know was it a, a matter of just being undermanned or is it a matter of having the wrong man for the job? And, and, and for that, I mean, okay, what is the Cardinals' situation at inside linebacker? You know, how does Zayvon Collins grade out? He made some plays. He showed up in the stat book, the box score afterwards. But there was also that early touchdown drive by Kansas City where they had three long chunk runs right between the tackles. And that sort of set a tone. 
And and whenever Kansas City with Mahomes can have a balanced offense, look out. And so, okay, who was responsible for those chunk runs? Uh, Isaiah Simmons. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is the best in the business of what he does at the tight end. And, and once again, Isaiah Simmons was a step behind most of the night against Travis Kelsey, who had a big game. Uh, and, and so, all right, how does he grade out? How was he used? To me, it looked like Isaiah Simmons was that third safety the entire of the game. For the moniker star backer, I didn't see him much at inside linebacker. You essentially played three safeties, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, and Isaiah Simmons the entirety of the game. Is that going to continue for Vance Joseph? Once again, to your point about the defense, I think you have to look at the scheme and how you're deploying people first and then decide, all right, uh, are guys in the right roles to be able to deliver? We say all this about the defense, yet to me, the most disappointing aspect on Sunday was the offense and the inability to put points on the board, scoring seven through the third quarter. The fourth quarter, the Chiefs just wanted to get out of there without any more injuries and just let that game it, it got out of hand, but just seven points through three quarters. And I'm sorry, you've known since May. You've known since April that you've not had DeAndre Hopkins. You've known since April that you've got Hollywood Brown. Yes, Zach Ertz was on a pitch count, his own words. Only played 39 out of a possible 65 snaps. You did not have Rondell Moore. And nothing against Greg Dortch, but he should not be your leading receiver in terms of catches, yards, or even targets. That's what was disappointing. You don't have D-Hop, but you got Hollywood Brown. And that quarterback-wide receiver relationship, where was that? When we only see one target for Hollywood in the first quarter, one target in the second quarter. That's that's not good enough. Wasn't there a stat or a, an analytic that Trent McDuffie was not targeted? Correct. Pro Football Focus mentioned that the rookie cornerback not targeted at all. So you went into that game, if you're Kansas City, you had three rookies who dressed in your secondary, including Trent McDuffie that you were counting on as a starter, and the Cardinals didn't test that matchup. Why? Was it a matter of uh, you know the plays being run were discombobulated before they could be executed? How much of it had to do with the interior offensive line? Obviously, Chris Jones was a problem. I don't care what the stat book says. He was a problem. He was a game wrecker. Exactly what they called him going into the game is what materialized. Chris Jones was all over the place, and he seemingly was was bum-rushing the backfield at will. Uh, how different is it, does this offensive line look with, with a healthy Justin Pugh or even the backup Cody Ford at left guard? You know, In a lot of ways, you did pick up where you left off last year where right guard was a liability. Now you have issues at left guard, depth and experience you're playing a guy who had played center most of August and now all of a sudden he's your starting left guard against Chris Jones who's lining up right there in the a gap so that was daunting to say the least but you're right you know we both speculated going in would this be like 2020 in the debut of DeAndre Hopkins where he got 14 catches on 16 targets you definitely expected Hollywood Brown to be a much bigger part of the Cardinals recipe going against the Kansas City Chiefs and you have to figure out okay why I mean did they take him away was there not enough separation was Kyler looking at Hollywood's direction but didn't want to force anything to a certain extent I'll, I'll buy all of that yet when you have someone like that you just throw the ball to him Matthew Stafford throws the ball to Cooper Cup regardless and even more concerning when you look at what's upcoming with the Raiders, Devontae Adams targeted 14, excuse me, targeted 17 times really against the Chargers. Wow. And they went to Adams on three of their first four 
offensive snaps in that game. I see uh, 10 catches for a buck warty, 141 and a touchdown, Devontae Adams. So, yeah, and you know what? You know what I was shocked about was for everything that everyone says about throwing the bubble screens and going laterally along the line of scrimmage, I don't think we saw Hollywood Brown on a wide receiver screen. Did they just get him a quick quick pass out to the flat and, and see if he could make people miss? That wasn't a huge part of the game plan, and I fully expected to see it based on the last three years, especially with his speed and how many times we saw that in the month of August during practice. Yeah, he just he, – for everything that you thought you had in Kyler and Hollywood Brown and being in sync and the chemistry, obviously it did not materialize against Steve Spagnolo and that Kansas City defense, which is nothing to write home about. You know, other than there, some of the guys in that on that defensive line. Um, otherwise, it's a very pedestrian defense. And once again, you go against a Raiders team now, and if you see a lot of the same things happen in week two, that's when it's truly time to be concerned, in, in my opinion. Right now, you just wonder, all right, how much does uh, you know increased intention, intensity, urgency, and energy, uh, what sort of difference does that make for the Cardinals going in, into week two? And then, But right now, uh, yeah, you're on high alert. I mean, it, it's DEFCON 4 at this point just based on what we saw in week one. The very first offensive snap of the ball game for the Cardinals. An illegal shift that was declined. Now, you've waited five months, and that's the first offensive snap. And so, to me, yes, I'll agree with everyone about the defense and maybe being undermanned and not having the correct personnel. I'll get all that. But this offense, even without a D-hop and a less than 100% Zach Ertz, I expected so much more. And against a Chiefs defense that – not world beaters, but they certainly looked like it on Sunday. And you know what? I asked Cliff Kingsbury after the game. You're down 14 nothing. You had to answer. You did answer. You went 11 plays, 75 yards to make it 14-7. What did you do on that drive that you were not able to sustain the rest of the game? And he cited the, the, the too high shell that they were facing, and now they're keeping everything in front of them. you got to be able to run the ball. you got to run the ball. you got to take advantage of the fact that they have at least one less player in the box. So you got to win up front, and that's what the Cardinals did. James Conner had a couple of nice power runs. He plowed forward on a third and two to pick up a first down to sustain that touchdown drive. The Cardinals just couldn't replicate that the rest of the game. But guess what? They've seen that soft shell coverage a lot in Kyler's career, a lot. It's one of the reasons they went and got Hollywood Brown because they got to be able to beat these teams deep. they got to be able to make them pay for playing that sort of coverage. you got to have somebody get behind that coverage, which is difficult. Obviously, they're playing bend but don't break. And then if not, you have to be able to win up front and, and take your four and five yards a pop, which the Cardinals did on that one drive. They weren't able to do the rest of the game, obviously. And so um, we'll see. But you know one thing in the NFL, if it works, you're going to yeah. see it again. And you're going to see it for multiple weeks. Until you beat it repeatedly and consistently, you will have to face it over and over again. That's the way it works. And so here it comes. I fully expect the Raiders to employ a very similar defensive game plan. And despite how things looked early on when it was 20-7, to you get that one and only takeaway of the entire game. Dennis Gardeck caused the fumble. Byron Murphy recovers. And at that point, 58 seconds left to go in the first half. You've got all three of your timeouts. you got the ball at the Kansas City 42-yard line. And I heard Passion Wolfley talk about it on the broadcast. You come away with points. You get the ball to begin the second half. Okay, 
yes, you can overcome a 13-point deficit rather quickly. And I know it's been a big talking point. It was a big talking point on Cardinal Talk. I have no issue, and I want to get your thoughts, Paul, with the decision on 4th and 2 at the Kansas City 34 to go for it as opposed to sending Matt Prater out there for, what, a 51-52 yard field goal to make it potentially 20-10 to 10 going into the locker room as opposed to what it turned out to be 23-7 to 7 because the Chiefs get the ball and, well, Harrison Butker does what Harrison Butker does and kicked a 54-yard field goal. Well, he was injured after he had missed yeah. earlier in the game. Yeah, if you're going against Jacksonville or Houston, maybe you kick the field goal. Not Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes dialed in. No. And 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 Cliff Kingsbury said as much going into the game. He said it all week. It's not a field goal game. You have to be stellar in the red zone. And the Cardinals were good in the red zone when they got into the red zone. I think they were three for three. But, of course, two of those were garbage time in, in the fourth quarter. But that was the mentality going in, and that's the mentality you certainly needed against Patrick Mahomes, who opened the game with three touchdown drives in their first three possessions. It wasn't a field goal game. So at home, fourth and two at Kansas City's 34. If you're going to earn a win in that game, you need to earn a first down in that in that instance. And they had the play. It was uh, Cliff Kingsbury confirmed as much after the game. He liked the play call. It was there. Greg Dortch tripped. He stumbled. Whatever happened, lost his footing. Kyler went elsewhere, and and they failed. And yeah, it was deflating. There's no doubt about it because not only did you not get points, you didn't even get to the halftime locker room without Kansas City getting points. They had the field goal, as you mentioned, and it was deflating. There's no doubt. And a lot. And the coaches were mad coming off the field. I was right there. You always have to hide behind the kicking net, Greg, because see, when the, when the gun sounds at halftime and it's the running of the bulls as they stampede to the locker room, you got to make sure, Pauly Pencilneck, that you're behind the kicking net so they go around you. It's sort of like a it's sort of like a traffic cone on the freeway, okay? So everyone goes around you to either side and you stand there. That's your that's your blocker. That's your personal protector. The kicking net. Maybe you need that kicking net at home so when you run into the rattlesnake or the javelina (laughs) or whatever you're protecting yourself forget about protecting yourself how about protecting your family on the home front well we learned not to call the fire department it was about (laughs) five ten years ago and we had a massive rattlesnake in the backyard and i was just gonna get what you do is you get the long extendo pool pole you know they put the net on and you extend it out massive so you got a good 20 feet between you and the rattlesnake and you pick it up and you put it back in the desert well the wife decided to call the fire department like no don't guy and she calls them and it's too late and they show up and the neighbors come out and there's the (laughs) fire engine and it's a big scene and the guy has the grabber and he grabs it right with that extendo claw and he picks it up and I'm thinking okay they're going to put it like in a container and take it to the open desert no he goes to the back fence and flips it over is flips it over into an open area. I'm like, what are you? He's like, that's the rule. That's the law. We can't, we can't train. We have to put it to the nearest open space. I'm like, so what keeps that rattlesnake from coming right back in five minutes? <laughs> he said, no, rattlesnakes know not to come back to this area. That it's now sufficiently freaked out, it won't come back. <laughs> so I don't know whether to buy that or not. Well, let's hope anyway. that the Cardinals aren't freaked out by their performance on Sunday and don't come back next week or this upcoming week against the Las Vegas Raiders because, yes, you can overcome an 0-1 start. You can even over- overcome an 0-2 start and still make a successful season. But it's what do you put on tape in week two against the Raiders that will be telling for 2022? I remember leaving Nashville last year and going, man, those Titans fans, wow, they got it. You know that 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 was rough, and it was role reversal. It really was. It felt like what the Titans vibe was a year ago 
after what the Cardinals came in and jacked them, what, 38-13 to week one a year ago, that's what the Cardinals felt like at home, taking that sort of loss, 44-21 against Kansas City. So to your point, obviously Tennessee last year turned their entire season around, ended up the number one seed in the AFC. Green Bay did the same thing after being embarrassed in week one. And by the way, How'd Aaron Rodgers look without much of a preseason and some new receivers out there? So maybe the preseason is a little more valuable than we thought, even though the Cardinals got away with it last year. But remember, we made this point going into Tennessee a year ago. The Titans didn't play any of their big guns in the preseason. So it was almost like a fair fight. Cardinals and Titans, none of the regulars played in the preseason. This was much different. You had a Kansas City team that played a lot in August, and it showed. Not only just were they in sync on both sides of the ball, but they knew what regular season football was all about. They, they had that physicality that a lot of the Cardinals players lacked. Once again, you can count them on one hand to me. I mean, you, you went out there and you saw Gardeck and you saw Eno Benjamin and Zach Allen and Buda Baker and James Conner. Those were the five, to me, that were regular season ready. We'll leave you with this, Bird Gang, Kyler Murray postgame. We got punched in the mouth. How do you respond? And that's now the question facing the Cardinals here in the coming days and then on Sunday when they play the Las Vegas Raiders. How does this team respond? And then his other comment that really stood out, Craig, was you can't feel yourself in this league. You'll get embarrassed. What does that mean? I mean, did the Cardinals really come in with overconfidence? Did the Cardinals come in thinking they could go through the motions against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes? After he lost five year last six to end last season, I mean, getting back to the Hollywood Brown, yeah. If that's the case, then the team does need a wake up call for everyone across that locker room. And I think that's what Dennis Gardeck meant when he said, We got to let this sting for a while. That maybe it's right there, Kyler's other quote You can't feel yourself in this league. You get embarrassed. What does that mean? What does that mean going forward in terms of how you respond? What does that mean for Cliff Kingsbury? What does he have to implement and or institute? Maybe it's a matter of the team captains getting together and policing that locker room accordingly because, to me, that was a telling comment from Kyler after the game. Left with more questions than answers after week one. It is only one game, but is it a telling sign for the 2022 regular season? That we still do not know at this point. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Paul Calvisi, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.